or something. Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Heidi coming to you live with a daytime version of the Living Fearless Devotional. But those of you on our podcast wouldn't know the difference, but right. it is the middle of the day for us right now. You don't think they could hear the daylight coming through the microphone? I don't think so. And and they will not get any vitamin D from it either. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with vitamin D these days, folks. <laughs> uh, you could find all of our podcasts and previous episodes on our website, resurrectministry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. You know, there are still countries in the world where they do not permit churches. And those are mostly Muslim countries. I think almost entirely Muslim countries. But I met Jesus Christ on YouTube and want the opportunity to meet Jesus Christ no matter where you are. So whether you're a seasoned saint or very new to the gospel, uh, we hope you can find resources that are a benefit to you. We love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Um, I got another cool comment. I didn't realize that I had turned off the ability of strangers to messenger me. Oh. And so I went through my messenger requests and found a couple of really cool messenger requests. From so, 1922? Yes, all the way back from 2020. <laughs> so I was really excited. I find a lot of, I find a lot of those now. And I actually really wanted to respond to some of them, but I thought that was too weird. Uh, but if you send us an email via the website, we will get it right away and respond. I respond every so often to a, a 1919, 1919, 2019 uh, message. Do like, you? Say, hey, sorry, I'm just getting to this, but do you still need help with your dog? And do people respond? <laughs> On occasion. Uh, I had actually a former Muslim friend of mine who gave me all these funny Muslim tips. And he's like, I know you're brainwashed right now, but I'd like to help you get unbrainwashed. And I was tempted to respond to him and be like, hey, I just saw this. Guess what? I'm not the one that's brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Really? Yeah. Hello, Iris. Nice to see you on during Hi, the daytime. Iris. We were wondering if anybody would be on on this Labor Day. Yes. It, 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 so, much, it, so much, so much, other things to do today. No, it's they're not supposed to be doing anything. Oh. No labor. No labor. They yes. shouldn't be washing clothes. The Sabbath. They shouldn't be broadcasting podcasts. Me and Andy <laughs> went on a five mile walk today, so that wow. was our. What are you showing off? What are you? What yes. Are you, you, Zara's like, you look tired. I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was far. <laughs> it was a lot. It was awesome. And we got vitamin D exposure. Yes. Well, we're wearing white and people are probably wondering why we both are wearing white. Cause normally we're, we're not wearing white. What's and I, going and on? I got here? a lot of makeup on. What's going yeah, <laughs> Makeup on. We are going to go visit with some heathens. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're, really special way of, special yeah. way of mentioning it yeah we're going to venice california there is a lot of heathens in venice california yes. i went there for bed bug detection dog uh, jobs yes yeah i wonder so, if there's going to be a place to park yeah oh, we're going to go look at go go to a party and it's not a white party just for those of you that know what a white party is what is not a white going, party what really in palm springs they have white parties what does it you mean? need to know anything else it's it's not good is it with is it it's like toga parties. It's like toga parties. Have you ever gone to a toga party in your days of? Uh, at frat parties. We had toga parties. Yeah, they're very similar. A white party is like a toga party, but probably more heathen. I, I've never gone to a white party, by the way. Really? No, no, no. Hmm. I'm a straight male. <laughs> oh, so that's what I said. Is it for sodomites? Yes, but I think even, you know, I think it's like a Burning Man type of thing where ah. you just, it's kind of the same thing. 
Okay, well, it's a bougie kind of LA thing where it's the last day of the year to wear white, so they call it a white party. Oh, yeah, okay. There we go. We're going to one of those. Um, and uh, make sure before Hi, you do Jan, any, by you, the way. before you do anything else, as you uh, well before you do anything else after the show, go down and look at some of our uh, sponsors in the description and click on the link. LiveLifeWise.tv will send you uh, .tv will send you to uh, the website where we have some great supplements through our company Lifewise. And then uh, if you want to use um, any kind of platform to broadcast whatever it is you do, your expertise or just to share you know, maybe your hobby or something like that, or just talk to people, you can use StreamYard and you can do it for free. So go to getstreamyardnow.com and uh, try it out for free. And for today, for our uh, scripture, uh, we're going to be, uh, Hedy and I will be visiting Colossians 3, 23 through 25. Does that, does that right? And how's it supposed to be spelled? One L. Oh, the double tap one L, L's. One L, two S's. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, something looks wrong there. <laughs> It's you know, okay. it's so funny. I didn't have my glasses, but it looked like it was right. I, I need <laughs> to wear my glasses when I look at the my phone. Should I leave it up or are you gonna be? Should we take it down because you don't like having errors? Yeah. <laughs> Can I put a banner? <laughs> sure, you put a banner. I'm gonna put a banner, folks. Yeah. Well, you know, oopsie. Yeah, it was just. Uh, I looked down at my phone. And then obviously I lost the spelling as I looked up to the screen and began to type. I knew it was two of something. Colossians 3, 23 to 25. Is that what we said? Yeah. They teach us how to spell Colossians in public school. No, they did not. <laughs> there we go. All right. We're reading from uh, Tozier, A.W. Tozier, uh, for the Christian leader. And today is September, oh, September 4th. And the title is Living at a Fever Pitch. Are you living at a fever pitch, Schnooks? I don't think so. Sometimes it seems like we are. Is it? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but is it a fever pitch for Jesus or just a fever pitch of right. crazy? This is really interesting because I just got done, you, we both got done listening to or watching uh, Mark Driscoll from Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. He is yeah. definitely at a fever, fever pitch, pitch for Jesus. Um, but again, Colossians 3.23 is this reference for uh, the devotional. And it says, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Amen. Tozier says, we live at a fever pitch. And whether we are erecting buildings, laying highways, promoting athletic events, celebrating special days, or welcoming returning heroes, we always do it with an exaggerated flourish. Our building will be taller our highway broader, our athletic contest more colorful, our celebration more elaborate and more expensive than would be true anywhere else on earth. We walk faster, drive faster, earn more, spend more, and run higher blood pressure than <laughs> any other people in the world. In only one field of human interest are we slow and apathetic. That is the field of personal religion. There, for some strange reason, our, our enthusiasm lags. Mm -mm. Church people habitually approach the matter of their personal re relation to God in a dull, half-hearted half way, which is altogether out of keeping with their general temperament and wholly inconsistent with the importance of the subject. Lord, revive my zeal for things of God. I get caught up in the fever pitch of so many things. Mm -hmm. Help me to set my priorities right and give myself more completely 
to an enhancing my relationship with you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Again, so timely, so I accurate. I know it. You know, I get, um, uh, just going back to the Pastor Mark Driscoll, I actually have a video. I would, I'm halfway tempted to play it. <laughs> but um, he um, went on vacation, it seems like, for a very long time. Almost, sabbatical. And a, a sabbatical almost. for an entire month. And I'm not saying that he was quiet before. He used to yell before. But his focus was different. But man, he just came back over, I think this may be the second week back from a sabbatical, something like that. But these last couple of messages, he's been this, what, what, what Tozier is asking. Yes. If, if you want an example, <laughs> I think uh, maybe it's a higher example, but that is some zeal. I'd like to, he, he juxtaposed the um, church for believers to the world for those who are not believers and explained how um, the church should feel like home. You should feel this sense of safety, of security, of communion with God, of familiarity. And that he says, no matter what anyone says to you, we will not and should not ever compromise the church. And he says, people who are not of God come in and they're like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. And you shouldn't talk about this. And can you not talk about that? Because I want to bring my friend. And he's like, no. No, we're not going to change what our church is for and what it represents. You are a sinner and need to change. You come in here and you're uncomfortable because you're not of God. Mm -hmm. So you will come and you will be comfortable, but you have to change. We don't change for you. You change for God. And I loved that. I thought that was very cool. And I love that leading up to that, he said, haven't you done enough? You've changed Disney. You've changed Target. You've changed our public schools. We lost the rainbow. You, we lost the rainbow. We lost the month of June. And uh, and you've take, taken all of our tax money to do all those things. Yes. And uh, that's enough. You're not going to come into our church and, and tell us that we need to change our church or the message of God to make you feel comfortable. Yes. I thought that was so awesome. I got a little. I got a little excited. Just. I know. I get. I. I He's love right it. up your alley. Oh my gosh! I got teary-eyed. <laughs> it, it seems like that's not something that you would get emotional about, but it's really at the end of his message for this uh, message that he had for the weekend. That uh, man, he, he closed it with. with uh, Cindy wants to know who we're talking about. We're talking about Pastor Mark Driscoll, Trinity Church of Arizona. Scott Still. Scott Still, Arizona. Yeah, there's a few Trinity churches, so just make sure. Yeah, Driscoll. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. Hey, Mariama, nice to see you. Hi, Mariama. I miss you. Yes. Um, what? Uh, oh, hey, Jan. Jan says. That was a great clip. I've never heard of him before. Oh, you put it on Facebook? I, put, I, I took it, just the clip. The end? Or what? No, that portion you just talked about. Oh, I just talked about. That nice. Just, that just happens to be the clip that I go, I got to put that. That's beautiful. It's, a, it's about a four, almost a five minute clip oh jan you got to check him out his he's really um these past sermons on jude he's doing uh jude this and he's gonna do first and second thessalonians after jude yeah. um has been an amazing series but really I think starts, uh, it starts next weekend because yeah. i think he said today was the last day of jude but uh wow yeah he, he closed it out with uh just as much energy but that is the zeal that we need totally to kind of uh be be a part of to to make sure that we have that and because that is the problem that that's the, how we got here yes of being so passive lukewarm and, and lukewarm um 
Should we read the scripture? And I really feel like that's the, um, that's what I'm learning from my class too, is that, and, and, and Mark actually mentioned this briefly. He's like, we don't um, spend an eternity in heaven when we die. Our eternity begins when we accept Christ. Mm-hmm. Says, so we are kingdom-minded people. We are of Christ. We have, impart- we have imparted to us the righteousness of Christ. So we need to walk on the earth and live our lives in that fashion. And so that means that every single day and everything we do, we need to try to express that. Um, and so I'm trying in my little way to, to do that, to try to honor that. Like, so for example, I went to AMPM today to get a soda and uh, I was thinking to my, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be extra nice, you know, kind of like you. <laughs> and I was just kind of, hi, how are you? How's your day going? You know, and just kind of, and she's like, I'm kind of tired. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is it been a long work week for you? And I just kind of empathize with people. Yeah. And then I, and then I said to her, cause she was wearing a cross and I said, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You know, just kind of just, if you, if we make a more conscious effort, I think to try to walk in the majesty of Christ, mm-hmm. he will give us the opportunity to use it. Yep. Right? Yeah. I love that. Very, very nice. <laughs> it is, I mean, when you do that, you see the change in their face. You some, do. You, they kinda, some people just want somebody to just yeah. love on them. Yep. You walk up and you see their face like this. And yeah. I always look at their name tag and I say their name. And then they, they kind of, their, their, their countenance yeah, changes. Yeah, for sure. So what, is, uh, what does God say? Colossians 3, 23, 25. And we had read this recently, actually. And we'd included the scripture where it's about bond servants, about slaves. Um, but that uh, that verse right uh, right before it is not in here. Um, and I didn't include it because Tozier in this one is emphasizing um, basically the end of this, which is talking to everyone. Uh, so whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. And so that's that's what I was trying to do today, you know, just do whatever you do heartily as unto the Lord. So even if it's whether it's performing a job or shopping in a store, just trying to experience more of God in our everyday life. So that last uh, 25. Yes. That he who does wrong will be repaid. I understand that for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Meaning, he doesn't play favorites. It's not that because you're an Israelite of the tribe of Jeff uh, Benjamin that you won't get punished. What about a Jew? That's what I just said. The tribe of Benjamin, you won't get punished. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any difference whether you're Jew or Gentile. Wow. Doesn't make a difference. Does and there's no and this also because it was in reference to slaves. Um, it, the importance was Christian, Christianity did not condone slavery. They acknowledged slavery. So it was basically saying, giving credence to the fact that um, even if somebody was a slave, they were equal in the eyes of God, equal in, their, in terms of their humanity, and equally beholden to God. And there would be no partiality between the master and the servant in terms of um, being repaid for wrong. Hmm. Interesting, the word is not punished. Right. So, yeah, so I think I still, I, 
I get a little bit, um, I'm a little bit foggy on the chosen people, the Jews, mm -hmm. that even though they're chosen, they still can be left behind. Oh, absolutely. Because mm -hmm. once the Messiah came, they can no longer, um, that's actually what it says throughout he Hebrews and Romans, they can't rely anymore on the law. They will, but they will fail because mm -hmm. nobody could be good by the law. That's why the Lord sent um came down as God-man, Jesus Christ, because no man could abide by the law and pass scrutiny because God is perfect and pure and nobody's mm. capable of living up to that standard. All right. So they got to stand in line like the rest of us. <laughs> they have to, they have to come into saving faith. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, the, the difficulty that I, I, I don't often have, but I, I do have from time to time <laughs> when I'm confronted with um, having uh, moments like I did yesterday at Walmart, which don't come very often. When, when, when I'm dealing Not with- Not anymore, they don't, right? Yeah, well, even that, even I mean, years ago, even without God, I, I usually am pretty, like I just laugh off stuff, but- Man, I mean, the, every so often you are just confronted with somebody who's really an irritant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You are um, you are generally very calm. Like I, I don't see you losing your cool to people. No, and it's and it's actually somewhat amusing to me what sets you off. This is so. <laughs> Like I, I, it's it's entirely unpredictable. Like I can't imagine that that was a big deal to you. It was, it was the, the amount. Okay, I gotta say, it's a, it was the amount of stupidity that I just like. This is really stupid. It's almost as stupid as saying there's more than two genders. Which is weird. Really which is weird because you are a cop, so you understand like rules and the fact that you know they didn't want us to, to have the auspices of selling to a minor. Um, Makes total sense. I it was I was with that. Yeah, I just thought that that would have been more. So here's the deal. So now I got to yeah, explain. Yeah, sorry. Now we got to explain. <laughs> so my son needed, uh, they were going to go play airsoft, at a, which is these guns that have little pellets that they shoot. And it takes CO2 cartridges. You need to be 18 to buy CO2 cartridges. So I had to go with my son to Walmart and, and uh, one of his friends and my son, Rhett. And because he had tried to buy them earlier, but he's only 17. So now I had to go and met up with the same, happened to meet up with the same clerk that helped him, which is a woman. She was nice, um, non-emotional, kind of a drone. <laughs> Nothing I did made her smile, but I mean, but she was fine. It was not that big of a deal. And so we go, she goes, we have to go to this other cash register. There just happened to be, I guess he was management of yes. some sort. And um, he's standing behind her with like a scowl on his face. And I had her the package of CO2 and then I reach my hand to my son. I said, give me the cash that you were going to use to pay for this. And he hands me $20. And then I said, and I saw that it was 19 something. So I said, it's going to be more than $20. I said, so do you have like another couple ones or a five? He hands me more money. And then at that moment, the guy that's standing behind her says, well, you can't, he, he said, you can't do that. And I, and I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, what, what, I can't take cash from my own son and then i turned to start to pay for it he said no i said you can't do that i said you can't do what he says you can't pay it with that cash i go but it's my cash he goes no but you took it from you took it from him 
I said, he's my son. I gave him the cash. He's just giving me my cash back. He goes, well, you can't, you have to use another means of payment. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, I said, you cannot be serious that I, I have to use different cash. And you so, have this big cross on your neck. when you. Oh, and I had my badge out too. My wallet was laid out with my badge out. And I go, you're, you're telling me <laughs> I have to take out different cash from my pockets. I mean, what does it matter? Well, because he physically saw you take the cash. But is, I go, but it's my cash that I just gave him. But he doesn't know that. It doesn't matter. It's cash. No, it does matter. It doesn't matter. I said, show me the thing. And he says, he has to be 18. He's not buying it. I know. But I, if, if there was a six-pack of beer, if this was all about a six-pack of beer on the counter, you would totally have understood. No. No, but if, what am I going to do? It's cash. It's, it's money. If you would have leaned over to a kid and said, give me your 20 bucks to buy a six-pack of beer, you wouldn't be surprised. That if it was my son. But he doesn't but I, son. I, 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 he said, dad. I said, son. I always well, say, I, I refer to him steal, as son. But people who want to steal alcohol do that, too. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Anyway, so what's the moral of the story? So I go, that's my point. I said, I wanted to be of zeal. I started off trying to be my normal self. And all God And did. hi, how are you doing? And, and I called her by your name. And, and I, so the enemy and poked I, you and you lost it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I couldn't, and I was like going, what is going on here? This is the silliest thing I've ever, I've ever experienced in my life. But I, I wanted to draw, but I, I bet you Mark Driscoll would have very much acted the same way. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get to some of these comments. We're falling behind. Sissy. No, I just want I want I want to have that zeal that I had about the stupidity for spreading the gospel. Like, how right. do you not believe in God? Uh, yeah. How silly are you that you don't understand that you're going to live in eternity in hell, or you're going to live in eternity in an amazing place with a bunch of crowns that you get to change crowns from? And worst case scenario, you're wrong. What'd you lose? <laughs> yeah you're still dead you're still either dead. way you're gonna be dead yeah take a chance and amen. live in uh, live in glory amen okay that's it so cindy preached on the scripture <laughs> yesterday how is that possible god that is amazing i love that <laughs> uh iris has been trying to remember to do that and she's amazed at how huge a difference it makes and how people respond so true and uh, Spirit Wind saying hi from Nomad in Tennessee. Hey, Lisa. Hope you're enjoying your holiday, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Iris asked me, is it real faith, Mark Driscoll Ministries? Exactly. Yes. Um, Funny enough, I spelled that correctly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> What's a fever pitch? God like, God like K. Oh, cool. Oh. Welcome to Twitch. Fever pitch, doing things. If you heard Andy's story just now, that's a fever pitch. <laughs> it, a, a, a busy hurry, building things bigger and better. Always wanted to be uh, bigger and better than the, the next person that did it. Yeah, just at a fever pitch. On fire. Yeah. Isn't there a, there's a movie called Fever Pitch. I yeah. think that's a, it's a baseball movie, right? It's a women's baseball movie. Yes, I think so. Yep. With the funny lady that's out heavy. Yep. Where you from? Uh, uh, God like God like K, I would think. Okay, yeah. Where are you from? Hi, Paul. Hello, here Paul. With Rick Razzie. Oh, Rick Razzie. How Rick you Rizzi. doing? Rick Razzie. I got a story about Rick Razzie. I presume you would. Rick Razzie and I were on a call together with, uh, oh my gosh, Estrada was there. Um, and trying to think of somebody else. Anyway, we were wrestling with somebody. 
What do you mean? Like literally wrestling? Yeah, it was a call. I can't, oh. I don't know if it was a domestic violence or the guy was just being violent towards somebody. And so we, we had hit him a couple times with baton, gave him a couple noogies. And then we thought he was subdued. And then he gets up and starts running and he runs towards his apartment. Uh-oh. And uh, Rick Razee gets right behind him. We're both, well, all of us are running, not all of us, but two of us are running. Oh, I think he took uh, uh, Estrada's baton too. Oh. Took it from him. Oh, no. <laughs> and he starts running. And uh, Rick Razee gets behind him. And I'm behind Rick Razee. I hope, I hope I have this right. And the guy gets into his apartment, and as Rick Rizzi is approaching the threshold of the door, the guy slams the door on Rick, and I'm still running with my dog, and my police dog is between me and Rick, and uh-huh. we're running full blast, and I can't pull back and stop fast enough, and my dog bites him on the butt. Bites Rick? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because yeah. he thought he was chasing Rick? I don't know. Just, well, the door got shut, and, the do- and he got stopped, and I went forward, and I, the dog, he had nowhere to go up other than into Rick's butt. <laughs> wow. It, it bites uh, Rick on the on the arse. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, we, Randy Bridges is there too. Hey, Randy Bridges. He was my sergeant. He was with me. Randy, you'll remember this. Remember the story I told at uh, the, 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 the country bar? And the girl came running out and took her yes. and, and flashed us. That was the sergeant that I was talking <laughs> I think to. our audience remembers that story, too. How funny is that? But, uh, and then I have story. I told you a story about Paul. Where are you guys? Where, are they local? They are visiting him in um, uh, Missouri, I think he is. Where yeah, where him? are you, Paul? Yeah, he's in Missouri. In Missouri? I'm pretty sure. And all these guys are with him in Missouri. Help yeah. Me so, uh, yeah, Randy Bridges was there. And uh, so- Oh, uh, Rick says that's exactly correct. Yeah, I met him on the- <laughs> We should have seen him. I, I, Did it hurt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he got shot. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you I go, Rick, the dog just bit you. So, ah, ah. It was pretty good. It was, it was amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I wonder if he has a scar. I wonder if he has to think of me every time he looks to see, you know. If he sits down and every, you know, every so often you check out your butt, how it's yeah. looking, you know, if it's droopy or not. I wonder if he sees a little scar and goes, you know what? I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Andy and his dog right now. <laughs> Cindy wants to know if he ended up paying with other cash. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, he wasn't backing down. The guy was not backing down. No, no. I, and you know, there's a point where you're with your kids and you know, I got heated enough, but I knew that I couldn't like grab him by the collar and strangle him. But I, I did, <laughs> I just looked at him and he had this smug look on his face. I think that's the other thing that made me so angry. Just the look on his face. Oh, you and know, I this go, is this, this is now the second time in six months I've read seeing you like lose it. <laughs> and it's always that. And then, so that one kid is a common denominator. So yeah. now he has seen that twice. Well, I did have a funny uh, ending. Well, then my son, Rhett, presents me with the marshmallows after I'd already paid for the thing. <laughs> and he gives me marshmallows. And now I go, can I pay for these here? And the lady says, yes. And I said, and I looked at the guy and I said, can I use the $25 <laughs> that, that my son gave me to pay for the marshmallows? Or is that also against Walmart rules? He goes, no, you can use that cash to pay for the marshmallows. I said, <laughs> Thank you very much. Complicated lawyer uh, versus a cop, Mariama says. Oh, my gosh. We're funny, aren't we? <laughs> Ridiculous. And you know what? I got to tell you, honestly, it's it's the truth. Because one of his cop friends um, was arguing with me on a point, and at some point I told her, I said, "Listen, you need to back off because <laughs> you've gotten completely out of control." You know, like, see, see, 
See how you feel? Yeah. yeah no, same. but she was doing that cop thing that you do. <laughs> just like, they just bark at you, you know? Like, and we're, we're lawyers. We know how to bark. And I was like, listen, you're just sounding crazy now. Just stop. She's like, I didn't mean to attack you. And I'm like, okay, well then just back down. Because it's gotten out of, out of control. <laughs> Put your gun away. Put your gun away. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Rick says that uh, it so hurt. It, it hurt. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, that was, that was such a good time. Yeah, the, the the thing that I was more shocked is that that uh, Estrada allowed his baton to be taken away. Like it was like, did wait, you get it back? I think he he told me no. He told me he told me later. He says I I gave it to him. I I thought it was he, yeah. It was a whole thing. If you knew who Estrada is, I'm talking about. I'll tell you a little bit more about him later. But because um, he may be watching too. You don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> I had somebody else come with the church or me uh, up to up to me in church yesterday mm -hmm. she was walking by you know and he was just introducing himself to i mean he was talking to larry and then he's like hey my name is rob and i was like hi i'm heading and he's like i know who you guys are you're the podcasters and i was like oh okay i was like you watch it he's like well i mean not every day but i catch it occasionally i'm like oh thanks very good <laughs> we have an oblivious um, gamer hey uh paul asked randy if he remembers that that uh that, i want to say in why am i can't remember the name of it you don't remember it used to be the bandstand and then it became uh the country uh, bar. I don't know why I'm having a brain fart right now, but oblivious, oblivious gamer. I thought your story was funny. Oh, thank you for that. Um, so let's get back to church yes. for a moment, because uh, yesterday you had an amazing moment with one of our regular seat, seat members. I mean, it's yes. um, it, it really is. I love it when we meet somebody that we don't know. Yes. We will just like begin talking, but this is somebody that we've we known know. since I was first at the church. Oh, really? Yes. And so, so four you were, years, over four years, I've known her. You were praying for the opportunity, and I think we even talked about it in the devotional the night before that yes. you wanted an opportunity to pray you for. You guys, somebody. if you remember in the devotional, I was yeah. talking about my, the class I'm in and how I told them, I, you know, I hear God telling me to pray for somebody, but I'm hesitant because I don't want to manipulate people because I came out of a cult and they manipulated people and. And so they taught me, don't think of it about, don't think in terms of the healing, think in terms of obedience and love to God and wanting to be a part of what God's doing in the earth. And that was like such a major revelation to me. So this morning when I prayed, I was like, Lord, I know I'm going to church and I, I know it's, it's hard. Like, I, I don't know why I think that it's hard to have God moments in the church. I don't know why I tell myself that, but I keep having God moments in the church. So God's trying to tell me, listen, you can have God moments in the church. Yep. But um, I, I, I have those. I understand why I have those feelings, because I always feel like I don't know enough to talk to somebody in church because I always feel like they know more than I do. But well, I don't know and why our you church is a little snobby, in other words, like, too. I mean, I got to say, we're just like they're, they're like seasoned saints for the most part, you know, so you feel like anything you're going to say is going to get scrutinized. So you just kind of keep your mouth shut. But I pray. I prayed, Lord, I want to. I want to see what you're doing in the earth. I want to be a part of it. I want to I want to be useful to you. Um, just please use me. And um, so this friend of ours comes talking to me and said, oh, God, you guys have been, if you guys have been following us on the carnivore and the vegetables are trying to kill you, you will appreciate this story. So she says that she's crying, tears in her eyes, that she has horrible pain in her shoulder, went to the doctor, and the doctor says she has crystals, that her shoulder is filled with crystals from calcification. And my eyes lit up, and I told her, I said, that's oxalates. So you've got oxalates, you have got to cut oxalates out of your diet. And she's like, why didn't she tell me that? I'm like, I don't know, some doctors don't know. And I sent her a bunch of links, I sent her the book. 
And she said, it's been killing me. I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And so I sent her this information. I said, you know, what, can we pray? And she's like, of course. So I held her hands and we started praying. And then I took my other hand and I said, and I just put it over where she said the pain was. And I just rubbed on it and I rubbed down her shoulder and we just stood there for a while. And after the end, she's crying hysterically. And she's like, that felt so good. She's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, I started to cry. I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my God, I am so grateful. I'm like, you don't understand. I prayed for this moment. And she's like, and then she's still crying, you know? And so she's telling me, she's like, I didn't want to come to church today. She's like, I was in so much pain. I didn't want to come to church today. And I was like, oh, what a God moment. <laughs> like, I was just so grateful for the opportunity. And I tell you, this lady, I never would have prayed over in the past. Like, she's... Yeah, she's a, she's a strong woman. Yes, yeah, a strong woman. She's a seasoned saint. She's, you know, like she sits in the same place. Everybody in the church knows her. And like without that pivot in my head, in my heart, mm. I never would have prayed for her. Yeah, I, I definitely would not have prayed for her. Right. Not because I don't like her. No. Just that I felt awkward. Intimidated. Like maybe she'd say no. Maybe she'd be like, why are you touching me? Like, and I felt none of that. Mm. None of that. And the Lord was so gracious to show that reaction in her face to me. Um, and even her son said, see mom, I've been wondering where you're, where the women are. I knew the women could do this for you. Um, but she's been, you know, kind of holed up in her cave like we do when mm -hmm. we're unhappy. And so, yeah. Nice. That was, uh, that was great. I, I could tell that that really moved you. Yeah, uh, I really I, did. When I, uh, when I finally made my, my, my way in. I go, I go park the car and sit in the car for a little while. <laughs> you are sitting in there? I mean, I, no, I had to wait to what park my car. <laughs> I drop her off. I drop her off and say, go get us a good seat. Yeah. And then he I, wants to wait till the majority of the chit chat's over. Yeah. <laughs> you missed a good one. This was a good chit chat. Well, this is the Maria Bartiromo. She did oh, uh, yeah. on Sunday. She has so much interesting stuff to say. <laughs> she, she has a lot of good stuff in the market but she wasn't on it was uh chaffetz uh was uh, uh in, oh okay in, in her place but he was had some good information too and it has nothing to do with your your healing no okay i'm sorry i missed it, it i tell you working i was talking to her husband i got there in time to talk to her husband and yes and larry and but um, i really hope she cuts the ox like that because they used to be they were uh drinking spinach smoothies and eating tons of spinach some was telling me they eat pints of spinach each day so um, I look forward to it. And that has huge amounts of oxalates. So I look forward to the fact. And I had never heard of somebody who actually had oxalate poisoning. Like we, we self-diagnose and think maybe that's what we have. And then we take them out of our diet. But she was so bad off that the doctor knew she had it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, apparently didn't know. Uh, that. I can tell you that the, the carnivore diet that we've been on really had some good results for me. Uh, and I don't know that it's for everybody. But yes. I know for sure that, um, you know, we talk about this all the time is that we've just been living a lie for the five decades. Uh, for me, it's almost been six, but uh, not almost. It's still been five because I'm just 62. Yeah. So five decades of, of eating food in the way that the world tells you to eat food. It's crazy. And, um, and the sun, <laughs> the sun, you guys are having this revelatory experience about the fact that you're supposed to be in the sun. I mean, the guy looks at my blood test. He's like, oh my God, what are you living in a cave? What's wrong with you? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I was hiding from the sun because we were told it's going to kill you. 
We were told to eat vegetables and hide from the sun. They were literally trying to kill us. All right. Literally. <laughs> so crazy. What's Lisa saying there? Uh, Lisa saying, how do you can you send me the links that you sent and the name of the book so I can give it to my son, um, my soon-to-be daughter-in-law? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is funny. Sean Gomes says, our church sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it Calvary is. Chapel, Chino Hills. Yes, Calvary uh, Chapel, Chino Hills. With, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs. He was on fire, too. That was, I mean, we didn't talk about it at we all did. yet. Oh, not yesterday, because we didn't go on yesterday. But uh, his message uh, yesterday was part three of uh, Days, uh, deception. Days, Days of, of Deception. Deception. D-A-Z-E, Days of Deception. And, um, man, it was, a, it was a great message. If you didn't get a chance to hear uh, Pastor Jack yesterday, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, uh, part three. Of days of deception fantastic you will probably have to watch one and two messages uh but you'll have to go back you know three weeks but um it was awesome it, it's um it's something I, I listened to again uh later on yesterday just because it was so amazing yes almost kind of like mark driscoll they both were on fire yesterday fire <laughs> you have to watch both uh both from yesterday uh spirit wind view says uh, they've been trying to kill us for 70 years, all of her life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I found this new doctor who was like, they're trying to kill us. They're trying to shove us in a cave and make sure that we die because it's, it's how they control us. And I was like, oh, my God, my husband would love you. <laughs> I'm going to interview him. I'm going to interview him. You know, the thing that kind of is in the back of my head is that I know now, you know, and I know when certain people are watching. So knowing, I mean, Paul, I've gotten used to watching, yes. but he he knows my past and we've worked together for decades. Uh, but Randy uh, Bridges, an amazing sergeant that I, he was one of my favorite people uh, on the. On oh, the yeah. Course. If you guys want to know who Randy Bridges is, if you remember the story of Andy um, uh, backing up in uh, his, it, it was seeing a girl running out, screaming his name from the bar that was topless. That's the story. Randy Bridges was parked next to me. Yeah, it was my sergeant at the time. I'm, I'm looking at him, and I said, I, and I just left. I, I drove. think Lisa and Cindy were there. Yeah, with I us. drove away. Anyway, he's watching right now, and uh, apparently, and uh, Ray Rizzi is another uh, police officer that I worked with at MI Police Department. But so back to what I was saying is that I'm, I'm thinking through my head as I'm talking. I said, I wonder what these guys are thinking. Like, I, I know this guy. We we did we. Ask them what they're thinking. We partied together at Camp Pendleton when we were training for SWAT and a whole bunch of other stuff. You, you, I can't even tell you the stuff. I mean, uh, 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 police department picnics. Um, but uh, it just makes me laugh. It makes me wonder what's going on in their head. Maybe Paul can clue me in as to, uh, like, is that Andy? <laughs> the one thing that I've been told uh, most of my life, and I know Hedy has this hard to believe, is that most people said, Andy, you're too nice uh, you're, to be a cop. You're too nice. Uh, you need to be a little bit meaner. That's a, the most off common thing that I've heard my entire life. So I actually have never heard anybody say that about you, but I look forward to hearing yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'll find some people that, that said it. <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah that was my the most common thing that people said when i was a police officer like you should be a fireman you're too nice to be a cop oh but, uh, you should I, save kitties and trees yeah <laughs> i go you know um, and iris i will send you the link as well yes so yeah so in the back of my head i'm thinking i wonder what what's going through their heads um anything else we have to get on the road um, we we're on our on way road. to get to venice because i think it was uh, cindy who said who was wondering why we we're on so early and dressed in white uh, at the beginning we talked about we're going to venice to an event um with um some people that apparently have some money 
<laughs> well, that's we, not why we're going. We want to. We want an opportunity to share Jesus. Yeah, so we, we got invited we got to go to an event where it's hoity-toity, and so you have to wear white. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. And can we pray? And I ask all of um, our church family to pray for us because I really, really want. Um, to be used by God today. And so um, if you could pray in unison with us, I'd appreciate it. So I'm going to pray. Okay. It sounds good. Uh, dear Lord, we're so grateful for this, um, for this country and for what people have um, served and died and uh, done for us to enjoy these freedoms. And so we're so grateful for um, this holiday to be around friends and loved ones. And uh, we ask that you use Andy and I today in a powerful way, Lord, that we have the opportunity to share the gospel, to show the love of Christ to people who need it, and that you would give us the discernment to know who that is, Lord, that as we're standing there and meeting people and talking, that we would know and hear your voice about who we should share with, and that um, we could share you in a powerful way that plants a seed, Lord. We're so grateful for um, being in the family of believers. We're so grateful to be sons and daughters, and for all um that you have forgiven, we are, um, there's no way to repay you, Lord. And so all we can uh, give is our devotion and our love. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray for all things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, friends. We love you. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us in the middle of the day. Very inspiring. Venice, California. Italy, Venice, that'd be nice. We yeah. can just take our jets. <laughs> I actually just met a friend who has a jet. So I was like, and he's like, how do they get around everywhere? I'm like, because they have a plane. So <laughs> maybe one day we'll be jet setting around, but yeah. not today. If God gives it to us. Yeah. All right, my friends. Guys. We love you guys. God bless. Nice Bye. seeing you, uh, Randy, Rick, and, uh, and Paul. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye. Bye.